previously on Partnership Vision Podcast. When we first started counseling a couple up there in Ohio, because I've never been in that kind of positioning before and I felt so unprepared, which God doesn't just use the well-qualified, He qualifies you. He puts you into the field and like He was saying, you know, me getting out of my comfort zone, I was used to being more quiet even though I'm an extrovert. With this couple, I would tell Sean, you know, everything that I was kind of thinking and feeling and just how inferior and insecure I was feeling. And he would always build me up out of it and be like, no, you have plenty to offer. You just need to speak up and I can't do it for you. (laughs) And just the different things he said in that talk. And I'm like, well, I don't feel any better. (laughs) But the truth is, it's not all about the way you feel. It's what you do and you pursue growth and pushing past your inhibitions and breaking those off. And it's not always comfortable, just saying. And he was loving me through that. He was also instilling identity more into me. Like, yeah, we are one and we think a lot alike, but I am Sean and you are Brandon. You have just as much to share. Veni, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. I like I was feeling like I was needing more of a pep talk (laughs) and a little bit more. Not that I'm just one of those that needs sugar coating, you know, and a good slap on the back. But I didn't get what I was expecting (laughs) in that moment. And I got the needed growth because that was another thing, too, is that because of everything I had been through before, Sean, I didn't know my own person. I didn't know my, you know, brandiness. (laughs) And at times, right after we first got married and when we were in Ohio, and it was a mixture of everything that was hitting us and surrounding us, I was having what felt like an identity crisis. Is like, who am I? I mean, am I still Brandy or am I, have I ever been Brandy? (laughs) You know, it's like, who am I? You know, and that was part of my growth spurt that I had there was to get my grounding as well as everything else we've been talking about, learning that, yeah, you're not inferior. You have plenty to share. God will lead you. He'll provide for you. And even if you feel very uncomfortable and very awkward and a fish out of water, he's got you in the water. You just don't know it yet. And like a part of that too was having to unlearn the triggers, unlearn the programming that somebody in that situation is being just like the abusers that you had. Well, toughen up, buttercup. And they're just trying to squeeze performance out of you, trying to squeeze you to do what they want. And in this scenario, you were having to unlearn that and learn that what I really wanted was to see your potential unlocked. I wanted to see you not be a victim to how you were feeling in those situations. I wanted to see you able to just chill with God when you're in these kinds of scenarios and and you're in the midst of the discomfort and just get yourself grounded in him in the moment to where 
you can step outside of those feelings. You can step outside of those thoughts and he can move through you. You know, he can talk through you. And, uh, you know, because I also was drawing from my own experiences of identity crisis of how many times I would be somewhere, a church or whatever, and I just get this feeling of, I don't belong here. I have no purpose here. Why am I here? You know, what, what's the point? And I it just repetitively go through my mind. Why am I here, God? What was the point? Why am I here? This isn't my place. I don't belong here. There's no point for me to be here. And I learned to stop making it so much about me. <laughs> I learned to stop being so concerned about what's my purpose and why am I here and how do I fit into this whole thing? And instead, just, okay, if I'm here and this is where God wants me to be, then all I got to do is just connect with God. All I got to do is just, okay, Lord, I'm here with you. And look for the opportunity to reach out. Look for the opportunity to see, you know, where is God speaking? Where is he directing me? What is he putting on my heart to do in this situation right now? You get your eyes off yourself. You get your eyes on him. And you don't let yourself get into those feelings, imposter syndrome and all that stuff. That stuff was familiar to me, too. And I knew that you don't overcome it by a pity party, you know? You don't overcome it by somebody else. Oh, you poor dear. That's not going to make it better. <laughs> like, what's going to make it better is, hey, no, you are better than this. You're more than this. you got more potential in you. You've got something, and I need to see it. <laughs> I need to see it come out here because we're a partnership, and what we're doing here is together. God has you in this place for a reason. There's a reason that you're here. And so speaking those truths and speaking that identity over, like she said, it was different from what she ever experienced before. It was different from how she was treated before. And it was having to recognize the different spirit, having to recognize that I'm not just being lambasted and torn down and rebuked and tongue lashed because I'm not doing what they want me to do. I'm not reacting and, and being the, whatever robot that they expect me to be without emotions or without my own thoughts or whatever, without my own will. I am just being spoken to with understanding and love and expectation of who I am called to be and what I really have within me to give here. That was a learning experience. That was, you know, not easy for either one of us because I hated to be the one. I, I just wanted to just comfort her. I just wanted her to feel better. I just wanted her to be happy. You know, I wanted to avoid scenarios that kind of brought out that previous programming, put me in a position where I had to quote unquote, be the bad guy in a way. And, and she had to see through the similarity of the past to the fact that it's like, I am only saying what I'm saying because I love you. I am only saying what I'm saying because I want you to succeed and to not be held back by this stuff anymore. And, you know, that was learning to trust each other. And, you know, for her learning to trust that I don't lead to force you to do what I think you should do to get what I want out of you. I lead, I do what I do because I want to see what is best in your life. And I want to see what I know will really make you happy. What will really take you out of all victimization and give you freedom, just freedom to express yourself, freedom to be who you are, you know, not just feel like you're just locked up inside your emotions and you're just a, a drag alone, you know, you're not really adding anything or a part of anything like the necessity to get out of that paranoia and that stuff that comes along with it. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was what I was pouring into her, what I was working through. And that was really hard for her to accept at the time because everything she'd always received had always been more 
tearing down and more barking at her and telling her what she just, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. This is how you should feel. That's stupid. Everything was just mean and hard and was really just trying to force her to be what the expectations were rather than empowering and calling out to her who she really was. And that's yet another example of learning to walk in my discernment far as knowing what spirit he was walking in. Everything with God is interlocked. He doesn't just do something for one reason. And the more we've thought about it, the more we've just kind of went through what, what all we experienced up there and saw, we see many different reasons we were there. He had many purposes for it, between closure for all parties from the past, growth with interrelationships, sorting through past items, growing our ministry with a lesser amount of distractions outside of the unstable family member, picking up new skills of our own, and much more. Anything and everything was used for our betterment. What was meant for evil was used for our good, on top of everything else that he had for us there. And we were able to see several couples come together in a bond and a covenant larger than what they've seen in years. And then some that actually were just coming together into commitment with one another. And some singles that had been through their own form of trauma and were just kind of at a loss at where to go to next, what to do, and how to break off any kind of ties to certain exes and different things and to be made whole. And we were able to speak into their lives and see them to this day just growing more and more and more into what their purpose to be. So we were able to do all this growth <laughs> up there ourselves and then cause growth in a kind of ripple effect. And even in our imperfectness, God was able to use us and he led us to do so many different things that we wouldn't have expected while up there. You know, he, like we were saying, he uses unconventional things that seem unconventional to us, but makes perfect sense to him, of course. But he wants us to be on an adventure with him and to be able to trust, have patience and just move in his timing and enjoy everything to actually be able to have fun and see him in everything. And that's what life's all about. And like we said at the beginning of talking about this Ohio mission trip is that it was our boot camp. We went from getting married straight into boot camp pretty much just with that deliverance and healing sessions in between, which obviously with all the stuff that we faced in Ohio, we definitely needed it then to then be able to work through that much more. And so it just goes to show that even if you go to where you believe God is having you go and things don't look all perfect and go according to your plan or what you believe it should do doesn't mean that you're outside of God's will that yeah it might be kind of hard and rough getting into it and working through it but in reality he's just growing you and meanwhile the people that he brings you into contact with have their own decisions to make and if they're not walking with him and they don't make the right decisions, then then God will still use that for your betterment. And you will still come out on top as long as you walk with him. You have nothing to worry about. Psalms 27 really fits in here as a whole, but I'll read you the first verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. 
Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So God's always with us. He's always talking and he's always working things for our good. And even though people mistreat us and do bad things around us, it doesn't mean he isn't still there and he isn't still protecting us. Just walking it out with him and constantly consulting him about things and not just going off of what we believe is right will keep us out of danger. So, I mean, who shall I be afraid of? You know, it's like he's above all and he he can do all things. So just kick out the fear and tap into that strength and keep on trucking. And a huge part of all of that, too, was just learning. You know, we had to learn to trust God more than we were afraid of our own mistakes and to know that he would move through us despite our brokenness, despite the fact that we're still a work in progress, despite the fact that we still had more growing to do, more learning to do, and we still do, you know? The idea we have a lot of times seems to be that we need to be ready for things. We need to be prepared for things. And if we don't do things to a certain level and standard of you know, we would never say perfection because none of us ever really believe that we could be perfect. You know, that's way too egotistical for most of us to, to tolerate that. But we just have this certain standard of performance that we think we should hit and we should be within that tolerance of error and not further than that. And when we don't meet that standard and when things don't seem to match up to that, then we feel like we're not good enough. We're messing up and something bad is going to happen in our life because we're not meeting that standard. We think that God has that standard for us. And the reality is his standards are not the same as ours. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And that's not to say, oh man, you really should be freaked out because he's got bigger intentions. He's got bigger, bigger expectations for you than you do. But the thing is, he's aware of the process of getting you there. He's aware of what he really is doing with you where you're at and we learned through that to trust his guidance and trust his leadership even when we felt like we were getting thrown in waters that were too deep and we didn't know how to swim even when it felt like we were over our heads and how could we possibly think that we could step into this and succeed and be able to do anything right you know how could we possibly be ready for this at times it was an identity crisis where we even wondered if we were ready to be married, if we were ready to be there for each other like we needed to be, if we were ready to really face everything that was coming at us in life and, and commit and hold our ground together. And we had to fall back on God. We had to fall back on his love, that he loved us and he loved us through each other. That is his love flowing through us that would heal us and would help us to stand back together again and not be broken by the enemy and not be destroyed but built up through the things that we went through. That was where we found how much God really loves us and how much we really can trust him. Even when we are having to deal with the areas of our own self-sabotage and the areas of where we are in our own way 
that he's still patient and kind and he's still working things out for our benefit and it is still all good even when it's not going the way we expect it to and that's you know definitely our testimony of that time that's what we definitely learned through that time This podcast is a part of our ministry partnership vision, which is dedicated to youth and young adults who are in need of support, wisdom, or healing so that they can live their best life with the people they're meant to be a part of. You can help support us by sharing our show with others directly, posting about us or reposting on social media, or by donating to us financially through our donorbox.org link, which you can find in the description for this episode. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear?